Peace, peace. Welcome to the crown journey. This is Akanki. Today, we are working on the chakra, Anahata, the heart chakra, the gateway chakra. And today, I'm going to give you, you know, our normal, what the healthy chakra is. Excuse me, the healthy heart chakra, the overbalance and the underbalance. But I want to give you a little glimpse into an experience that I had to kind of put all of this into perspective. Now, when we're dealing with the heart chakra, it's really you're balancing that masculine and feminine. It's that gateway. So, you know, you're doing things from the heart. The heart is the seed of truth. That's what you that that's where your real stuff comes from. You know, you hear it in movies all the time. Use your heart, honey. You know, you go with your heart because that's where the real shit is. You know, your mind, that's the ego. And it's just going to play over, you know, things that fit into humanity. But that heart is going to tell you what it is because it's feeding straight from the subconscious. And the subconscious mind is more of that intuitive mind. And it's like, well, I'm just giving you what you fed me. So I don't know right from wrong. I'm not going to stop you from anything. I'm just going to tell you what you fed me, you know. And um, it's very important. Now, the story I'm going to tell you is about my girlfriend. I went on a healing journey last year in about June. And um, she called me because she had this this disease it was like ms at first but then it turned into nmo i think that's what it's called neuromyelitis optica and pretty much what it meant is that it ate the lining of her brain so it was like stuff would just shut down left and right boom 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 and at the point that she called me to come i was working on perfecting the self still um I was trying to show all of this wonderful stuff that I had on the inside to reflect on the outside I didn't want the low confident person I had turned into when it comes to the outside world to show anymore I wanted all that confidence and all this knowledge that I had and well not even just knowledge just everything that I've been putting into just this journey to be able to express it and uh, she called me right around the time when I decided that and I thought that, you know, I looked at that as my answer, you know, because when you ask for something, you get it. There's, you know, you put something out, cause and effect. We're getting into those universal laws again. My mind was, I'm going to get myself together on this level. So she calls me, I go because it's my girl one. And this is the answer to what I was asking for. So I want to make mention that there's a difference between the humanist and the alchemist. And this is come out coming out of Brother Panic's book, page 222. Oh, that's fitting. Um, a humanist comes here to change the world. And she was that type of person. Uh, you know, she worked at a library. She was she was a librarian, but from the master's research perspective, whatever that means, she didn't file books, she did programs you know, to help the community. So she was a big community activist and um, people would tell me, oh, she changed so many lives. So I'm thinking, well, shit, if she was doing all that, then these motherfuckers must have reciprocated. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so she was here to perfect the world, to change the world. That's her thought. And me, I was looking to get myself together because, you know, it. <laughs> I have to apply everything to myself and use it as a mirror. So we're from two sides, you know, and 
it was highly interesting that she called me. Um, on the one hand, you could say, well, she might have run everybody off. And on the other hand, it was just that, no, this was the answer to what the hell I asked for. Um, because the first thing she said to me was, I need some Devin healing. So I'm thinking I'm going here to bust out some Reiki, you know, balance some chakras, do, you know, get this stuff together. Mm-mm, nope, nope, nope. I became the babysitter, the nanny, the cook, the CNA, and I was doing spiritual work. So his sister was tired. And um, the, the funny thing was, I didn't even care. It wasn't until her husband started coming at me sideways and I was like, okay, motherfucker, this this is kind of crazy. Um, because my perception of things was just from what I saw on social media and what she would tell me. So it seemed like he was the most endearing and loving husband. And I don't knock him for it. He probably knew how to love the best way he knew how to. But from the shit that you talk, if you're saying that this woman is your wisdom and she's like, oh, beloved and... I'm looking at it just as that's their, their, uh, you know, their relationship and y'all have four children and there's so much love there. And then when you hear the real deal and it's like, man, y'all been faking the funk for real. Is there anybody out here that's doing this work? I can't be the only one. God damn. You know, like, oh, it was so annoying because it was like, I don't even want to say it was annoying. It was <laughs> disappointing. Because I immediately realized how she got in that position. It was her ego. Her ego killed her. Straight up. Her ego took her out. It was to the place where um, she would do certain things. And because her ego wouldn't rest. I started to look at her like, if you, I'm going to go park your ass in a corner somewhere and you just going to fucking be on timeout because this is stupid. You know, she wanted to still control things. So like her daughter wanted to eat something and they, and she was totally against the microwave. So her daughter went to just heat up something real quick. And she's like, uh-uh, you know, we don't do that. And I just happened to look at her and said, um, excuse me, ma'am, you can't even see the spoon you putting in your mouth. Now, if I was your daughter, I wouldn't want to fucking do nothing you did. I would eat every animal because she was a staunch vegetarian. I would fry everything. I'd eat regular ass bread, drink regular ass milk just to not fucking be you. Because what kind of example? You can't even walk. You can't hardly see. You can't go to the bathroom by yourself. You cannot take a shower. But you mad about her microwaving something. I think... She'll be all right. You worrying about the wrong shit. So it was a battle with the ego that I had to contend with because it wasn't necessarily about her healing. It was more like I kicked this. It wasn't about learning the lesson in it and like, okay, do you see how all of the actions and the way that your mind works got you here? Do you see that? Because this is taking you out. Actually, I really felt when I first saw her that that wasn't even her anymore. And um, when she touched down and her husband was bringing her in the house, I hadn't seen her in 13 years, by the way. And when I came out the house and I looked at her, it was just like my heart just kind of went, whoa, because listening to her on the phone, she sounds fine. But I had no idea she couldn't walk and that her legs couldn't bend hardly anymore. And then I didn't know that she couldn't see. She, her eyes looked just like Richard Pryor, you know, that dead stare. And I, I just was totally like taken aback. 
And the moment that I took her with me at that door was the moment her husband was pretty hands off with her. He didn't peep his head in to make sure everything was okay. He just said, babe, I'm going to bed. I'm so tired. And I'm like, wow. You know, she's just now getting home to this brand new house. He had bought a brand new, huge home that she couldn't navigate in because she can't walk. But it's a a multi-level house. And because he was he was more concerned about his dream on what he wanted. And you could really feel that everybody was waiting for her to die. She was just holding on. Um, It was just the staple of humanity. Oh, I'm so young. And oh, I'm worried about my kids. And your kids are looking like we ready for you to go because you're really encroaching on our life. Um, And it was amazing to see how when you're blocked up, (laughs) which you can see when somebody's blocked up and when you're open and you're like, why won't, why is this so difficult to have this stuff flow? I don't, I don't understand why it's always no, 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 no. Just because you want control over something and you couldn't even control your own mind, your mind, your, your body is eating your brain. Come on. Like, is there any, (laughs) there was just like no other way to put it. You know, I loved her. Definitely loved her, but we were not friends. And I told her that and anybody else who asked, oh, I love her, but we are not friends. Because this ain't about a friendship. This is about straight up. You wanted some healing. Healing ain't friendly. Healing's going to smack you up in your face and say, sit your ass down and look at what's going on and actually take the lesson. No, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? No Vaseline. Take the lesson. Because what you've been doing is you've been skating on your ego and people giving you this, oh, sister, oh, queen, oh, Mm -hmm. a bunch of fluff. And all them sister queen people was packed in that church, but hardly any of them came through. And I was there for three months. Okay. Three months. And, you know, it was just amazing to me because I don't really deal with people with the ego stuff. I just leave them alone. Y'all do your thing. Y'all ain't got shit to do with this process over here. I deal with you, you know, when I need to. But for her to be that invested in the community, in the family, in all of this, and the consensus was, we're just tired. And I, I really did not understand that because... When I went through my brain trauma, I didn't have no support. So I immediately thought it was something about me. I totally, I carried that shit for a long time. And, you know, to know that she was in a situation where people would pick her kids up before she even got sick. They were taking care of whatever she needed to do if she had to work and her husband had to go do this. And people were just filing in to help. And now that she got sick, her husband ain't stopped, you know, pick up a phone and be like, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? They were tired and the kids got tired of her trying to rule them when she didn't put nothing in on that love side. And this is another thing about the love, the heart chakra. It's the self acceptance. It's the learning of the self and knowing that you love is an unconditional thing. You understand that. People have their shortcomings, comings. You understand that people have their traumas, but you get to the root of it, you know, and especially with your babies, 
They are an extension of you. They feed off of you. You know, it's nice to quote. I mean, I just cannot stress it enough. It's nice to quote cutesy shit. But when you really put the work in, you realize it is some work. You cannot skate on this because it's going to catch up with you and it's going to smack you upside the head. And you're going to have to, you know, get with yourself. I'm not saying you have to choose a side. What it is, you have to understand what it is and continue on your path. But there was a lot of finger pointing in this house. But what I did learn through all of my heart chakra stuff, that spiritually stuff came through left and right. Um, I didn't sleep a whole lot in those three months. I was pretty much sleep deprived. Uh, but the things that came out were beautiful. Um, there were things that I wouldn't have imagined that would come out, you know, um, well, because I was sleep deprived, you know, I just, I was in that state, you know, of just, okay, I'm just laying here and I'm just going to meditate for a while and see what comes through. And her spirit was talking to me and she was still laying upstairs. And this is how I know you could be here and you could not be here. Um, because every day that I was there up until the day I walked out that door, I mean, I could see how she was more and more just going away, but she didn't want to let go. She was afraid. And every time I kept telling her, I was like, you know what? My girlfriend, um, she's already gone. You're holding on. So whatever little piece that was left here, you're just holding on because you want to hold on and show that you're a fighter. And that's good, but you are actually torturing yourself. Um, you know, just making mention, I want to be able to hold my grandkids and my grandkids' kids. Huh? That's a long time, sister girl. And you can't even go to the bathroom alone now. How is this going to work? I don't even want to be here that long. And I got my recognizance. But it was out of sheer fear. And people tell her, I know you're strong. You're a warrior, you know. And they were of no religious, uh, you know, they didn't have any of that going on. And they actually, well, her husband actually battled with that. Um, but he all of a sudden was Muslim, giving all praises to Allah when she transitioned. Funny shit. Um, you know, she tried to, well, I, I'm not going to say try. She was wanting to get more into her Buddhist um, ways. And I set up her, her, I guess it's not an altar. There's a name for it. I forgot it, but helped her set all that up. And she asked me, it was funny because she asked me, she's like, are you okay with doing this? I was like, look, <laughs> this means nothing. If your intent ain't in line with it, you could have all the constructs in the world. But if your heart ain't there, this means nothing. And I said, and th by the way, this has rules and I don't do rules. I do whatever I want. That's why it works. And I don't think she understood that. But she, well, she's telling me now she understands it. She knows now because, you know, holding on to that just made her suffering even more because she could have been gone. Um, what ended up happening with us was that it came to me that her husband was trying to kill her. Um, and I had to go. I just could not stay. And, you know, being the spiritualist and he leave her for dead and then I go upstairs to get her ready for the next day or the day and find out she stopped breathing. And I just, you know, I just wasn't really into that. So I left it alone. Um, I left on the eclipse last year because I looked at the eclipse. Something said, if you don't get your ass, 
you need to go. And I called an Uber and I went 45 minutes in the opposite direction to get away. Uh, I told her I love you, but we're not friends. And that was the last time I actually spoke to her. Uh, she was like, I love you too. And I totally understand because I was come, I had come into the middle of a lie and uh, of a show that was the ego show. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. This is cute. And I, I think I got everything that I needed. And I went on about my way. It was a very good experience. And I still sometimes reflect on it. Um, because for me, ever since then, I didn't go back into my little cubby hole. I've been pushing to show, yo, this is me. You know, this I'm 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 nurturing a conky, like no doubt. And I, you know, I I needed that. <laughs> so I thank you, Lady T. Um, she made her transition a month after I left, and she did come through to me in in dreams uh, when I was home. She was apparently in the hospital um, and they intubated her because I could feel it. My throat hurt for, oof, it hurt for good weeks. And she asked me, she's like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, will you help me? And I said, no, you have to make a decision. We're not going to teeter-totter. You're either going to stay on the side or you're going to cross over with the rest of you. And she held on for about two more weeks and she transitioned. And I thought all of them Namio Renge Kios was going to uplift her. Man, when she showed up, she was crawling. She looked like she had nothing left. I, I mean, I really, you know, because I tried to see the best and all that. Baby, y'all shit going to work. Prove it to me what you doing. Man, she was worse off. And she couldn't even talk. She just looked at me with these sad eyes. And I said, oh, man, they ain't even raised you up. This is some bullshit. So I did raise her up. And, um, she, the, well, I shouldn't say the crazy thing was, but she died with a broken heart. Um, just the way that I think she was treated or the, the way that she thought people were going to help her. Um, because I came in and I did not what everybody did. You know, she had a certain way that she ate and I was like, all right. We gonna we gonna make because you gotta have your spirits uplifted and you know I need you to feel like you want to do something if I gotta be here shit, um you know it was just like all right you want plain yogurt well I have plain yogurt because I eat it with the granola that I made but you want it to be this culture from the finest cows on the planet and I don't give a fuck I'm gonna eat this great value plain yogurt and it's gonna go with my you know, my granola that I made that was used with, I guess, regular honey. And, um, well, no, I am kind of particular about my honey. Um, you know, great value raisins or whatever. And it should taste good because I said it was going to be good. And because I know it's going to work for my body. She killed that shit. And then when I told her, well, you know, that's some great value yogurt. She just kind of just looks at me like, fuck, <laughs> you know, and it was just killing the ego left and right, left and right. It, you know, it, this process is your journey. You cannot be afraid to find out what's in it for your journey. If you are true to your journey, this is why it is the left hand path, the road less travel, because most people don't want to do it because it's not full of the bullshit. Some people just tell you, I like the bullshit. Cool. Do that. And I'm not telling you because you do not have to suffer. 
I mean, I'm not suffering. Do I have a whole lot of money? Not right now. I'm focusing on it because I never focused on it. But am I spiritually sound? Oh, yes, most definitely. I wouldn't trade that for anything. I That experience showed me where I could have been. I had a brain injury. You know, I was pretty much, my family left me for fucking dead. They were like, well, you know, maybe it'll be, it'll serve her right to get put out on the street. And, you know, um, like I told y'all that nobody sent me a plate over whatever they sent over spies or something like that. Nobody dropped a couple of dollars and be like, oh, well, I know, you know, y'all can't work or this, that, and the other. It was nothing. It was more like it serves you right. You should have listened to me type thing. So, you know, it was a learning experience of uh, just to show me how far I came with just my mind and just pushing through this whole thing. Because I, what I didn't want was to be like that. And she had it all laid out. She had the job. She had the prestige. She had the baby. She had the community support. All of those things that push on that ego side. But on the inside, she was hurting and she had been hurting since the second grade. Hell fucking no. I'm sorry. Excuse me, but I'm not doing it. That does not sound like something that, you know, that that's I mean, you you go from being vibrant to not even being able to put your own clothes on because your body won't move anymore. It pretty much started to revert. She started to go into like hyperdrive geriatric syndrome. You know, it was it was amazing to see it. It was just like I could see her spirit. Really, honestly, looking at her now that I think back, I would look at her and her breathing was so shallow. And if I looked at her hard enough or just long enough, I could see it was just like her spirit was laying on top of her body. Like it was trying to come out, but she would pull it back in, you know, thinking about, oh, my girls, my girls. And I'm like, but your girls are waiting for you to go ahead because the stress that's on them and they don't understand because they just don't understand. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't instill that part. You want to talk about. George Washington Carver and I'm like the peanut guy, you know, and, and how he did all this for the community. And I'm like, okay, but how much did you instill that in your babies? Because they can hear about it and y'all could do all of the, uh, what is that? Black history month, Ujimas and Nias and all that stuff. But what does it really mean when you come home and it, there's no reflection of it. It's a show. Like I said, I learned a lot with this heart chakra. It is that gateway. And I definitely learned a lot, swept out all that bullshit that I may have been holding on to or acting like it wasn't there. It ushered in hyperdrive throughout that process. So I want to go into some things, um, characteristics of the healthy heart chakra. You're going to be very secure in your feelings. Uh, your sexual energy is going to be on point. You're going to be gentle and pretty much have an innocence about you. Very forgiving. You're going to be compassionate, empathetic, a humanitarian. You'll see the good in everyone and you'll desire to nurture others. Now, someone who's overbalanced will be very demanding, overly critical, 
overconfident and manipulative. You'll do things with contingency. Some, I love you if you do this for me. Um, you know, I love you if you do that for me. You know, I'm holding this over your head. You're jealous. You don't really trust. You have a lot of self-doubt. You're going to blame others for everything. Nothing is ever your fault. It's always due to this, 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 and this, right? You're pretty depressive and you're going to use money or sex to get what you want. Now, underbalanced, you're paranoid, devoid of compassion and morality, your financial and emotional insecurities, you you know, you have them. It's just nothing's going to make you happy. Self-pity. You're unable to force enforce will. Once again, that self-doubt comes. You feel unloved. You feel sorry for yourself. You're indecisive, angry, and afraid of letting go. Now, with my girlfriend, Lady T, she was afraid of letting go. Um, with all the spirituality and all the songs that they would sing and all the, the ashes and beloveds and whizzes and all that, there was no connection to self whatsoever. Like none. There was a, she could, she could rattle off everything for Delta because yes, I did pledge a sorority back in the day. So we had that connection, but I just didn't connect with it. I, I didn't understand, like, what is that going to do in the face of what you got going on right now? You know, I realized that um, because of my story and she knew it, that she thought that I could come and reverse everything that she had done. But her ego was fighting hard. And I mean, it was it didn't matter what I did and showed it, it just didn't matter. Because she fed off of him, he fed off of her, and they, in result, they they both killed her. And that's what I told them. And because I said those things to him, he stopped talking to me. So living in your house and you don't speak to me. You know, um, he mentioned something and I said, oh, it sounds like you're not over your past girlfriend from many years ago, whatever she did. And because of that, your love has an expiration date. And after that, he was done. And, you know, it's fine. You know, it, it, you know, yes, the end result is no, nobody called me to tell me that she passed. No, I'm not able to keep a relationship with her daughter that I developed a relationship with. Um, you know, it's like it never happened. And I am so cool with that. I'm, I'm, I don't even want that because I came there for her because I love her, but we weren't friends. So, you know, now she is doing her thing and, you know, and I did do a, I did do some work with her to get her going. Um, she's still really tied down here. Um, there's a couple of times I would hear, can, you know, check on my girl, see how they doing. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I don't need to physically see what they're doing. I know they're good. He took out a million dollar life insurance policy on you. They're good because that's what the whole point was, um, you know, but, you know, getting her to where she needed to be and to let go. There's there's certain things you have to let go of in order to come through this gateway and you have to be prepared for what's going to come. Um, well, prepared in the sense of whatever's going to come isn't going to hurt me. It's going to enlighten me and I am going to make the best move. 
Um, and if you need to take the time, you can't rush this thing because you're balancing yourself out. You're shedding a lot of things that you have tacked on from years prior. You got to shed a lot of hurt. Um, you know, in the heart, you got to understand what love is that passion that burns within you. And ain't no shit that you're going to see on the movies, you know, with the perfect guy. I mean, what? Perfect. Um, if you know you can spit off, we're all flawed, but you want the perfect guy, you know, is yeah. Um, perfect to you. And that is not going to be perfect to everybody because this ain't everybody's story. It's your story. Right. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to give you that on the heart chakra. The heart chakra is like all the other ones. It's, it's, it's just you using the jewels that you have and understanding that you have the jewels. There's nothing outside of you, excuse me, outside of you. Everything is within and you have to understand how to use it. So more, more than anything, get on those universal laws, especially the first one. Like get with that one, that thoughts are things, that mentalism. I mean, everything that you think becomes a a thing, <laughs> it manifests. It may not come down here in the material world, but that thought, it, it lingers. And then it goes through all of the other laws, you know, because it's not going to rest. So the more that you think about that, the more that it's going to vibrate and the more that it's going to cause a disruption and you know, if it if it's a, a low vibrational thought, I mean, and you go, it goes through the whole cycle and then you add on to it and then you add on to it. And if those low vibrational things continue, they become more dense and then that becomes your illnesses and injuries and things of that nature. So you get everything that you ask for. If you put something out, there's a cause and there's definitely effect and vice versa. You know, um, it doesn't matter what type of person it comes from. There's gender and everything, you know, that female, divine feminine and that divine male. You know, it's just really important that you take the time out to learn about yourself and accept yourself where you are. And if you want to change it, change it. It's just that simple. You said in your mind, I'm changing this. Guess what? That's part of mentalism. Because thoughts become things or thoughts are things. So I'm changing it. And you take different steps to program your subconscious mind to make that memory record so that you can recall it and you have it with a better sense of self than just reflecting off of what you see as a humanitarian way. So um, I'm going to stop it there. Not to go over too much with it, um, just to get into kind of kind of segueing from it. You know, um, it's not necessarily just dealing with the heart chakra, but I do have a 21 day trauma release class that I will be running again coming October 1st um, before that time. I um, I will have it at one price and then a week or so before the price will increase. I'm going to give people the opportunity who were not able to take it the first time to indulge, but it is worth the price. It, it's probably worth more than what I'm charging for um, because you're going to get a lot of insight into what trauma is, how your mind, you know, how you're processing it, how to deal with it. 
how to release it, and then how to not let yourself fall victim to being traumatized again. So there's a lot of there's a lot of different elements to it. And it's, you know, we're in day 10 right now and I'm getting, you know, messages, man, this is really helping me. You know, I go to therapy and this is helping me more than the therapy. Um, I, I'm seeing so much in myself, even within the first week. And I just get excited every time I see an email from you because I know that I'm going to have to work and I just need to stay on it. I'm feeling better already. And, you know, that that does make me feel good. But it also on a reflective side lets me know that that work I put in, I mean, it was rough, but I'm able to help others. And, uh, you know, I guess that's the humanitarian part of it. <laughs> um but this is through my journey and it, it allows me to continue to keep digging for other things and, and opening other things up. So I appreciate y'all. Thank you for the love. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, there will be more to come as far as the crown journey. Once the crown journey ends, there will be something that adds on to that so that you can go ahead and continue it and just get that that practice under your belt. So, yeah, I want to thank you all again, especially those who send me messages about the crown journey. Thank you for tuning in. I definitely appreciate you all. And I would just like to say, you know, check out Akanki's World. There are tools that you can use on your journey. And if you don't understand how it works, email me. I'm open. I'm about that communication, especially on Wednesdays. Um, <laughs> uh, just hit me up and, you know, we can we can chop it up and, you know, schedule you a consultation and we can map some things out and get you rocking and rolling. But once again, thank you for listening. Next week, we're on that throat chakra. Peace, y'all.